This, this is Gray Man Media content. Aliens, Air Force, and lies. Government conspiracy. It's all the things we love here on Wolf Takes Fight. And today we're going to be talking about a UFO sighting that changes the world's view on aliens. Today we're going to be talking about Randa Fraver and the Tic Tac UFO. I climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard-looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. I'm human. That ain't gonna work, dog. <laughs> Marker. Excelente, por favor. <sighs> well, Devin, just remember exactly everything we just did. Reshoot. John. I already have the Pedialyte and the water. I can't redo. I don't remember what I did next. <laughs> what were we talking about? Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. It's me again. Can you believe it? Neither can I. I'm still here. Help me. John Wolf here with Wolf Takes a Bite and my co-host, as always, Devin Gray. Saw, dude. Saw, dude. I'm drinking Pedialyte. Because he pees a lot. I'm dehydrated. Why are you dehydrated? We can't do this. We're doing exactly the way it's supposed to be done, <laughs> which is amazing. So keep going. We went to, I went to the gym yesterday for two and a half hours. Why? Derby thing. Were you in the derby? <laughs> no, but I ran like a horse. I bet you did. I, it wasn't that fast. A slow horse. I can't keep doing this. <laughs> Why? It just shows how predictable we are as people. <laughs> we lost everything. Everything's gone. <laughs> we had a great episode, and then everything went away. So we're we doing had, it again. We had a good first ten minutes of the episode. Hey, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> right, that happened too. <laughs> The pod father. The pod father. We'll yeah, get into that. Listen, you you can you'll be you can salvage something. I'm I'm sure of it. I'm going with it. What do you mean? We're not off script. <laughs> I don't have a script. Yeah, you do. You're predictable. All right. What's next? So in the live, well, we're, we're talking about aliens. They're in my head. Sorry, weirdness. So in like the last fifteen years, wait, no, I can't do that. No, we're talking about Commander David Fravor. You know who that is? <laughs> yeah, I know who. Who's that? Um, he was eating a Tic Tac. He's what? <laughs> while he was flying a plane. He was doing a TikTok while flying a plane. That's really dangerous. I, I would assume so. Yeah, you can't be doing the Dougie. But that's viral. It, they still do that, right? Viral like video, a, right? Yeah, yeah. They still do the Dougie, right? Just like, 
Commander David Flavor to ground control. We're doing a TikTok dance up here in the sky. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah. pretty good radio voice. It is. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he. Not very many people know. Big fucking deal. But uh, he has video evidence of a fucking UFO over the Pacific Ocean. That's right. Because you know he recorded this bizarre, erratic UFO. Erotic? No. Erratic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could be erotic. Yeah. Because? Because of its shape. It's shaped like a tic-tac. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that we lost that footage. Just keep going with it. Because I remember everything I ever did. I don't. <laughs> My short-term memory is great. I don't remember two seconds My long-term ago. memory is terrible. Anyway, so yeah, he was flying this uh, F-18 Hornet, Super Hornet. And super he's so, cool. Super cool. I mean, like, if you're gonna be famous for something, I mean, it should be that. Anyway, fucking Top Gun over here. Um, you, did, you did say that. You're, you, you're just... <laughs> I can't handle it. It's, I'm having a hard time here. I'm not convinced that I'm not in a simulation at this exact moment. <laughs> Why so? <laughs> <laughs> It's like I hit reset checkpoint and then you just <laughs> your NPC character just started running the same script. With with mild with mild variation to make me think I'm not in a simulation. Exactly. It's just the crazy part is you think you're all wrong. No, he's got it all in his notes. I'm drinking Pedia like. <laughs> so you know he was uh he was sitting with his infrared camera on his left wing of his F-18 Super Hornet, and uh, cool. he saw this thing, this UFO, this Tic Tac. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's very proud of, by the way, that he named it himself. No, he even talked about it on the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mentioned this earlier, but I said, um, you know, if you if you look at him and you listen to him, he does look like the kind of person to be very, very proud of the fact that he came up with the name Tic Tac. I know. I mean, would you think he's just like sitting there eating Tic Tacs while flying a jet, though? Yes. Possibly. Without a doubt. Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. Yep. I, I, I could believe it. This is strange to me, concerning to say the least. So, and also he became a, so now that he's not in the military anymore and this whole conspiracy came out. (laughs) He became a flight instructor and a civil employee in the aerospace industry and even a father. And he hasn't, you know, he hasn't actually even spoken publicly in the past few years, uh, except for the Joe Rogan show, which we talked about. We have Um, talked about that. Yeah, he hasn't even uh, spoken publicly about, uh, what exactly happened uh, now even two years ago after this video came out which has been four years now um, it, it came out in the front page of the New York Times and we're gonna actually watch that video we are yeah oh let me just pull that up not right now though I'm gonna pull that up later yeah so as I explained before you know <laughs> uh, speaking with uh, an intelligence officer Underwood is mostly wanted to avoid his name being attached to little green men or the crazies out there yeah 
I mean, why? <laughs> because he's a government employee, or he used to be a government employee. He's probably still trying to com uh, collect that commission, or not commission, pension. He's in the civil, he's in the, the private sector now. Well, now, but he's still, he definitely did his time in the government. They definitely owe him retirement, right? You don't just fly Super Hornets in your first year in the fucking United States Air Force. Why not? Isn't that what you go to school for? I'm, I mean, fair enough, I guess. <laughs> Here, we're going to be uh, training you how to fly an F-18 Super Hornet and land it on aircraft carrier on a runway that's only 14 feet long, but you're not going to get to do that for six years. Don't they have VTOL? F-18s are not VTOL, though. I think they have VTOL. There is VTOL aircraft. But no, 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 no. Yeah, VTOL. I know that. <laughs> I'm thinking the f Before VTOL, planes had to go really fast uh -huh. and stop really fast. Yeah, yeah. And I'm they met sure. in the middle, and then there was a ship there if they were lucky. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the F-18 Super Hornet has VTOL. Pretty sure. If they were lucky. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, F-18s were the, uh, the new mock versions of the F-14s. Got it. Yeah. Also, was that one in mid-flight with his fucking canopy open? It's no problem. <laughs> Not at all. What? <laughs> what? Seven Gs of fucking wind hitting your face. It's no problem. I mean, I'm sure he was going under 500 miles an hour. Otherwise, that canopy would have ripped off. Oh, uh, it's probably really good for your skin having your entire dermis layer fucking ripped off your fucking skull. That is at Mach 5, right? <laughs> I don't know. What is the Mach? Sound barrier is Mach 1. Yeah, so it's two times, three times, four times the speed of sound. That's how it works. Yeah. Couldn't get in the hole there. That's why I don't fly jets. Okay. <laughs> no, sir, that's why you don't destroy Death Stars. So, interesting <laughs> fact. The Navy has a perplexing mystery on its hands. Not only with this uh, Tic Tac UFO, Whoa. which you can learn a lot about going to Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. But also, um, for several weeks in 2019, unknown objects stalked U.S. warships off the coast of Southern California, while bizarre drone encounters were afoot. They remained unsolved to this day, at least according to the federal government. Now, the incidents occurred in the area with a long UFO history and includes two of the most credible encounters on record, one being the Tic Tac, I keep wanting to say TikTok. The other being uh, the first reports of identified, unidentified flying objects hovering and flying near Navy vessels sparked a sweeping high-level investigation. The Navy working with the FBI and Coast Guard now appears to have ruled out civilian activity or military operations as plausible explanations for the encounters. The thing that uh, it kills me about this this whole thing is that right there, right? They just said that they ruled out civilian or military operations. We're talking about the United States fucking military, the motherfucking Pentagon, the strongest military presence the world has ever seen in its entire history. And then they're just like, we have video footage of it. It's clearly something but we don't know what it so is. So they can't just say, oh, it's it's um it's tool malfunctions. It's it's a radar, you know, error. But it can't it's, even be radar because it was on Fleur. The TikTok uh, 
TikTok. The Tic Tac was caught on a Fleur camera. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's clearly there. So for them not to be saying anything about it means that they don't fu- either they fucking know exactly what it is or they have no fucking clue. Either either one is scary as shit, but there's no way they're just like, eh, no fucking way, bro. No fucking way. And the reason that this ties in very well to Amelia Earhart, which th- tied in very well to time travel, the last two episodes that just came out, is because Amelia Earhart went down in the fucking Pacific Ocean where this shit is happening. Pretty close. And I think that's the first time in most things by history Devin's ever ranted. This shit's crazy. <laughs> I believe in aliens, and I'm. this is the closest thing we have to like legitimate evidence. The military doesn't just fuck it. No, I'm not buying it. Shit's fucking crazy. <laughs> Carry on. It came out of the water, bro. What if there's aliens underneath the Pacific Ocean? So that goes along with Atlantean theory? I fucking know! I mean, that's more in the Atlantic Ocean. But I mean, fuck, they could have got it wrong. It was old people. The ocean's a very big, vast network of tunnels, trenches, Depths of unknownness as well. We only know about 10% of the entire ocean floor anyway. If you wanted to convince me of hollow earth theory, this is the best way. And here we go. <laughs> You're not going to convince me. But I'm just saying, this shit's fucking crazy. There's, I don't know if it is aliens. So they fly in using time travel and warp holes, right? And then they come into the bottom of the earth where this anus is, you know. <laughs> the antarctica and then they pop through that little hole and they get into the center and they do all their business and then they come out somewhere around you know the galapagos i don't know what i do know is that the the people who uh, like that's all we got right all we got is the military these days we're not number one in healthcare. we're not the most free we're not nothing but we got a big old motherfucking military and if it's China or if it's Russia and they have this some kind of advanced error program. Highly doubtable. I agree with you, but I'm just saying if they are that much more advanced, we're fucked and they would know that. Either one. There's no option where this isn't fucking terrifying or awesome. The only place where possible technological advancement that I believe is possible would be China or Japan. And I say that because fucking Beijing and Tokyo have some of the most incredible technology just on the consumer market, much less who knows what they have in their militarized market. I agree uh, with you. It's They are, they have fucking holograms. J- Japan? They have... Star Wars level goddamn holograms that are interactive over there. Okay, where is that shit? The reason I don't I don't think it's Japan is for two reasons. Number one, it's our ally. So I think that whatever technology they have, they would almost certainly be sharing it with us. Mostly because they are very concerned about China and they're relying on the U.S. military to protect them. And that is because after, after World War II, after the the nuclear explosions over at Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Nagasaki. Yeah. Okay. Do I got that right? I think so. Hiroshima for sure. Hiroshima for sure. Uh, we remember dropping that one. God damn it. Uh, I think it's Nagasaki. Um, they, uh, the, the people, after the defeat of World War II in Japan, the people had universally de- decided to be non-militaristic. Shut up! Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm on a rant. The military, so they're not allowed to spend a bunch of money on the military. They actually have a very small military. So if they had something that advanced in their military, that's a lot of spending that I don't think that the people of Japan would actually allow. Now, of course they would. But the people in China, however, 
have been ramping up their military in the last 30 to 40 years specifically because they want to become a superpower. Well, and they want to project power on that side of the world. And, and the biggest thing is keeping in mind, and I'll go in more depth, pun intended, about how it comes out of the water. Yeah. Because that is a huge thing. We don't have any aircraft that can go above and below water at will, much less from zero. All the other things it does. <laughs> much less from a zero stagnant state, not even hovering. These things have been proven to actually not even move a micro centimeter it's, while sitting still. It's and they impossible. make no noise. They make no energy. It's they impossible. Make, they make no blast. They make no <laughs> wind effect on the water, nothing. And it's just sitting here like a fucking rock that's stuck in the matrix. And then out of nowhere, it goes fucking like a pinball machine. And it's like ding, 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 ding at Mach 45,000. And then here comes this guy who's filmed the goddamn thing and it has now been released to the public. He was just out for a pleasure cruise. And, and all hanging this, out in his hornet. And this guy is like, oh, I don't, you know, yeah, I, I saw it, but I don't want to be associated with, you know, anything about this for some reason. But I'm here to talk about it. That's a fucking government plant. For sure. How do they fake the video? If that's Oh, no, no, no. I think the video is legit. But I think that he he was either coached not to give too much information. Oh, that's military one one. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He, it's just like our buddy who said something that we said that he we were trying to talk to him about, and then he was like, "Oh no, we can't talk about that. Not at least on air." When, when you are when your entire career is flying and you see something that can't that can do things that we just can't fucking do, you're gonna geek out over that. And he's just like, "Yeah." See, that's why the Blue Angels were invented. So that way they could fly in similar techniques and patterns like these other ships. So it's actually a technical defense when really it looks just like an air show. Because that's why Blue Angels can do things that you don't see normal military personnel do. Because they are the most highly trained pilots yeah. flying those F-14s. Well, yeah, that's like the, the whole reason they do that is to like show other countries like, hey, by the way, if we wanted to train everybody like this, we couldn't. You'd be fucked. Yeah, we'll, we'll turn on a dime. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fly through a bridge without and even and doing we'll, anything. And what is it, like an F-15 or something like yeah. that? It's like a really like old fucking airplane at this point in time. It's not even an F-22 Raptor or something like that. It's not like one Raptor, of the Raptor, like Ford made it. Yeah. No, <laughs> they are called the F-22 Raptor. I know. I was making a joke. It, but yeah. Because of Ford Raptor. Yeah. 22. <laughs> yeah, SVT. Yeah, a special vehicle team. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. If I ever bought a truck, it'd be that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it'd be sick. If I bought a new truck, anyway. Anyway, Dodge was like, yeah, let's drop a Hemi in that fucking minivan. <laughs> Which is dope. Either a foreign adversary is spying on Navy ships around the Channel's Islands, or, which lie just west of Los Angeles and San Diego, and we've all seen those movies, um, or devices of truly unknown origin. Yeah, because we, again, the most powerful military, have just allowed spycraft to be that close to the fucking mainland U.S. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, unknown origin, they're operating with impunity around <laughs> hey, the U.S. Wait. <laughs> this is... The okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That was my best line. I loved it. It was my favorite. That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> Okay, for sure. <laughs> just get you you screaming. Like. Ah! Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm done with that. We can do a screenshot. We'll, we'll see if we can do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
So here is the, the implications of a foreign power developing drones to spy on American warships just off the coast of California are immense. That's a big deal. Now, for starters, this scenario just suggests a monument, monumental U.S. counterintelligence failure, which we know they're good at that. Uh, moreover, it's such a brazen, love that word, brazen, such a brazen and technically complex intelligence operation amounts to an enormous gamble for a hostile nation. Any shot down as Navy Lee, the Navy reportedly attempted, which failed. Yeah, That's a right. <laughs> which means I don't think they failed because we have very accurate gunmen. If they failed, it's definitely not something from Earth. It, it, it just bounced off. Yeah, okay. Just bounced off. Yeah, of sure. It. That's fucking terrestrial. Like a rubber ball. Sure. Uh -huh. Like a rubber yeah. ball. Mm -hmm. That doesn't come from fucking space. Right. <laughs> Flying around in goddamn asteroids. <clears throat> so, a foreign service surveillance, a foreign surveillance drone so close to U.S. shores would invite sweeping geopolitical repercussions. Now, importantly, if the UFOs that stalk Navy warships were part of an adversarial intelligence collection effort, the objects operators made little effort to conceal their presence whatsoever. The videos were taken on board the U.S. vessel that show mysterious craft displaying bright and flashing lights in the middle of the day. I'm talking about bright, bright, like fucking white phosphorus light. You know what I'm talking about? Bright! Like, uh, uh, there's uh, so many brightnesses, but that was the brightest in the middle of the day? They had to stare at it using a floor camera just to even get the, an idea of what the shape was. That's why they used the the, the filtered infrared camera, the floor, whatever that is, the heat radiant camera. Because it was so bright, you couldn't see anything but the brightest fucking light. In the middle of the day! Which is a big deal. Your neighbors hate me. <clears throat> at the same time, Navy Eye radar operators tracked the objects, which means they were picking up on radar with uh, a very e amount of apparent ease. Now, I, I believe these things could probably have just not shown up at all on radar if they wanted to. Well, also, theoretically, they you could develop um, space if, okay, for instance, if whatever built these spacecraft live in a on a planet where they don't fight amongst each other, they wouldn't need to f be able to come up with radar to detect other enemy aircraft. That wouldn't even be something that they would need to develop. So they might not know how to counter radar. That is a possibility. But here's the thing. The, the actual f shape of it technically should have fooled radar. Two hours later. <laughs> sonar, right? Yeah. Oh, so we know how sonar works. It's the same thing, right? <clears throat> yep. Just signal. Well, sound. Bound. Sonar is sound. Yeah, because it's in the ocean. Radar is radio waves. Out. Back. That's essentially how it works, right? Bats. Yeah, bats. Batman. <laughs> they just have tiny little bats. <laughs> go on. Please go. Beep. They have vampires. Yeah. On every U.S. naval yeah. ship. Yeah. yeah. And the vampires aren't actually the ones doing the radar. They're just the ones controlling <laughs> the, the millions of bats that they have to cram into a box. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Go on, please. <laughs> so um, there's a Diamond's bestseller book, The Collapse. Uh, an author made an interesting allegorical argument 
of the original Polynesian settlers that were mostly entirely to blame for the collapse of what must have been one magnificent, much larger community. And we're talking about, of course, Easter Island, mm-hmm. where in proximity, a lot of these UFO sightings happened in the last, what, 2018, 2019, 2021? It's, um, so it was like a, this perfect, like, little island habitat thing, and they ended up, like, decimating the, the, the population of, like, the wild animals and plants, and they ended up not having any materials for themselves. Everybody died. Hmm. But the weird thing is, is those, is the heads. That's what everybody talks about. Yeah, they stripped the forest bare, and once the forest expired completely because they couldn't regrow, yeah. they did several, uh, so did several species of edible birds, which aren't all birds edible. Um, <laughs> and, and so they lost. They're not trying hard enough. <laughs> they lost woods for boats, so they couldn't go fishing. Exactly. Like, can you fish off a cliff? Um, the soil eroded. Well, you can't do nothing about that. Uh, the crops wasted away, and the society developed into a vicious infighting and cannibalism, and then they all died. Yeah. And that's for the last guy, I guess, who just died of uh, old age and no cannibals. I guess, uh, or starvation. Yeah. And then the. Because you the, can't eat the birds, apparently. Two hours later. These things yeah. could be there. Uh huh. Naturally. The stone? Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole problem. The in stone doesn't even come from that yeah. island. It's not the same rock. I know. I, I it's fucking bizarre. And here's the weird part is it's it's off the coast of South America, which has a has a a rich history in like um like ancient UFO type stuff, including the crystal skulls. Mm. Which is But the whole reason we're talking it. about that is because it's in the fucking Pacific Ocean in the general area where this is where, you know, these UFO things are happening. And this entire civilization just wiped itself out after building giant stones to the gods. What happened? They pissed the UFOs off. Probably. But what happened? Who built? They didn't. They couldn't have it's, built the stones. They couldn't have done it. They couldn't have done the carvings. There's no way. There's nothing that they would have had on that island that would have been hard enough to actually like impact the stone. The rocks available on that island of Easter Island are soft fucking stone. In Unless comparison. they quarried every last bit of that specific rock and moved it, which is a monumental task. These things were in one piece. I, I Listen, sir, it's, I'm here. One of them saying. being as tall as the fucking uh, Lady Liberty, saying. man. I think they said one is almost as tall as Lady Liberty. I don't know. I don't know all the specifics of it. I we'll just, get to it on the Easter Island episode for sure, but still. <laughs> This is all, it all ties, the last couple, without trying, we didn't do this on purpose, but the last couple episodes have all tied in together very well, and it all seems to have one thing in common. It's all, all true in the Pacific Island, or in the Pacific area. It's very strange. Except for the spacecraft that you, that, that you were talking about actually happened on the east coast of the U.S. The one that Which one? slowly sank or just went into the water without a drop. No, that was in the that was no, the Tic Tac, wasn't it? Was in, it not? No, that's a separate one. Was it? Yeah. Oh. So the the Tic Tac actually shot off. Yeah. They lost sight of it. Um But when he was describing on the Joe Rogan podcast, he was saying that it was coming it looked like it was coming out of the ocean. Coming out. The yeah. one I was just I just had in my notes, it said that it was uh it was going in going in well, what on the, the east fuck? coast of the US. So maybe they're in correlation. Maybe they did the same thing. Maybe it was the same aircraft. Could have been mirrored because we are in a simulation. Oh, fuck. So one's going up, one's going down. 
I don't know. I don't think this happened at the same time. I think I'm making a lot of speculations to that fact. But oh, uh, we're making we're making wild accusations and speculations all day, baby. All I know is the government agents are giving me that look, and I need to move on. <laughs> yeah, they stopped fucking with their microphones because they're here. Help us, Marker. Underwood made his infrared recording on a second flight that day. What? Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Underwood recalls, and quote, David Fravor was like, hey, dude, Bolo. <laughs> quote, that's what he said. I believe it. Hey, dude, Bolo, be on the lookout. Like, be on the lookout for something weird? Question mark. I can't remember the exact terms that he used, but I didn't really think much about it at the time. But says but a lot. Once I was able to acquire it on radar and then on the floor, forward-looking infrared camera, that's kind of where things, I would say, went sideways. But things were just different. So the footage appears to depict what Fravor had identified as a 40-foot-long white oblong shape, hence Tic Tac. He was definitely eating Tic Tacs at the time. <laughs> it's like Ghostbusters, like, well, just imagine yeah. a Twinkie the size of Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. That's a big Twinkie. That's a big Twinkie. <laughs> Hovering somewhere between 15,000 and 24,000 feet in midair and exhibiting no notable exhaust or conventional propulsion sources, even as it makes a surprising dart leftward in the video's final moments of the three UFO incidents captured by U.S. Navy airmen via infrared gun cameras, pods, or Ifland flurs, Underwood's footage remains unique for its lack of crosstalk between the pilots. The fact that it has led to some speculation about its authenticity. Authenticity. Honestly, I think this is why it's real. is because they weren't talking. Because they're like... <laughs> the what fuck? the fuck?! Yeah, they just got to be what the fuck about it, right? Uh, the debriefs were usually pro forma in the CVIC, but this one in particular was so odd that the former pilot said they weren't really a lot of skeptics in that room that day. Uh, yeah. How would you be after seeing this video right here? Boom. So it's showing us everything that since they're armed zero six degrees... Uh, above aircraft access. So it's showing and telling Actually, you everything about the calibrated air speeds. Yep, so this is good. This is good. Hot display, ink designer. Oh, you, you're, you're reading it. What am I reading? Designator. It's Whatever. in white. So that means that the um, the image that we're looking at is uh, white is hot. This is how you know this is authentic. just the feedback so loud yeah sorry the uh, aircraft was very loud <laughs> yeah this is just and the fact that they declassified this and so that's, soon. That's why this video is so important, because the other videos that you find are going to be that zoomed-in version. Yeah. Because, you know, 
it's not the same. I hate the cropped in versions. These are the better versions. I like the full screen of what the actual video shows. That's why I believe the authenticity of a lot of this. Well, I just don't. He has no reason to lie. This distance on him is. Look at that. It just fucking off. takes off. Now, also, honestly, it took off kind of slow. I've seen them move a lot faster in UFO videos. I've seen a lot of UFO videos where it moves a lot faster. Yeah, I know, but some of those are in question. This one's not. This one's just straight up not. Yeah, that's fucking wild. That was in 2004 when that was taken. Yeah. Which uh, 2004 through 2019 was actually pretty much a hotbed for UFO sightings. That's also an interesting point to make. Well. But don't worry. We're not done yet. I forgot we're on camera. Hey, well, I hope you liked my back during that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so um, I hope you liked that portion. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this in. Uh, I got a little bit more to talk about. And uh, we're going to get more detail about what Commander Fravor saw, what he said. And uh, uh, some of the radio chatter is going to be on here. Um, some NORAD notes are in here. There's a lot of stuff. So you better go listen to the audio-only portion of the podcast, and uh, you can hear the rest of it. We'll see you. Like and subscribe. Good afternoon, good morning, good night. That's right. <laughs> you Do you believe? Audio only portion, Commander David Fravor. Wolf takes a bite. And action. Why are you like this? Very nice. And that's what it sounds like every time on GTA when I crash a fighter jet. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fighter jets, we're back here with uh, the Commander David Fravor episode. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we just saw a crazy video. Honestly, not that crazy. I think I've seen it a million times. But my point is, is that it is crazy that it is real. And the government has admitted it that it's real. If uh, if you're used to only listening to this, you got to make sure you go check it out on the YouTube, bro, so you can see the video. Yeah, now I got to figure out how to steal that from uh, that source. Yeah, we'll make it work. We'll find it. I'll find it somewhere. Yeah. I'm always, I always find something. OBS screen record. Oh yeah. I'll make it work. Yeah, I can do that. Anywho, <laughs> so uh, what do you think so far? Well. You already heard me go on a rant. Uh huh. I am a big proponent for Alien. Uh huh. And I think this is one of the most credible sources because more than Bob Lazar. Also, Bob Lazar, but we don't have any kind of footage or anything for, to pair with that. With Bob. Yeah, and that's that kind of seeing is believing. You know what I mean? That could have been a rocket. 
It could have been. I don't think so, though. From the faraway flare, it looks like a rocket. Really? From the faraway flare, yeah. From the original when video, was, unedited, uncropped. When it was just chilling there. Yeah. Well, it was flying at first. When all you see is the white. And now, the when weapon- you look at that zoom in video, the one you first clicked on, yeah. that that's where it gets conspicuous because it but is tic-tac shape. Even on the, on the one from the History Channel, the weapon system is following it. Rockets only go like one. They progressively get faster. They don't like, you know, they don't change speed. Unless there's an afterbooster. They could have a two-stage rocket, three-stage rocket. What is rocket. that doing? What is that doing anywhere near? So that means near it's the, flying at a consistent rate, what right? What is that doing anywhere near a, a US oper, you know, a US naval operation? The only weird thing is that the US said that it's not theirs. And, and it's not civilians. Yeah, and it's not military. Right, that they can tell anyway. Yeah, so I don't know. And in the in in the interview that he did with um Joe Rogan, he was like, "Look, I I've seen a lot of UFO videos." And a lot of them can be explained. He was like, you know, what, what we used to do is we'd fly through, like, you know, deserts or forests uh, where it's dark, and we'd look for campfires. And then we would fly overhead and turn off all the burners. That way they couldn't see it. They'd fly overhead, and then we'd kick the afterburners on, making it look like, like a blue streak or whatever. So he's like, you know, a lot of UFO videos can be explained like that. I can't explain this one. Mm. It's fucking crazy. Which, and again, you know, there, it's like the weirdest thing to me is that it was flying at a 45-degree angle. Well, that and the fact that it came out of the fucking ocean. Supposedly. It hovered above the ocean. Well. They didn't exactly say unless he did in the I Joe Rogan I think he did, interview. though. I, I, I could be remembering that incorrectly. All we know is we don't see that in the video. We don't see that in the video. That's a fact. And they also said that they were tracking those things for weeks. So if this was like a rocket, this someone would have had been doing this a lot. That's fair. And that is definitely weird. Strange. The likelihood of it being a rogue torpedo is just not, not plausible. It's unlikely. The thing is, again, flying that fast at a 45-degree angle is like it's a braking speed. You see planes do that. And I'm surprised the military officials and pilots aren't even commenting on it. That that 45 degree angle that's that's the that's the angle that which you take when you're going to go land a plane. Sure. You know that 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 pitched 25 to 45 degree angle. And uh, it reminds me a lot of it's the air way. braking is what it is. That thing's probably whatever propulsion it's using uh-huh. is able to go so fast that this is the only way it will fly steadily. At that slow of a speed, which even even then wasn't that slow. Well, let me ask you this. How did Bob Lazar's UFO fly? 45 degree angle. The so flat disc was, shape. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember the exact angle, but it was it was belly forward. Belly forward. Well, now I know, wait, but didn't Bob say his was like UFO, standard traditional, what do you think a UFO would look like? And then it, it flew like a flat plate. Against the wall. Yeah, yeah, he did say it was it was differently shaped, but he also said that there were different shaped vehicles. They all followed like a similar shape, but they and that is similar shape. It's not exact, but it's similar for a camera with that low quality. Yeah, that's meant mainly to track weapon systems or find targets. It could be it. It could be the same aircraft from Area Fifty One. It could be the same aircraft, or it could be same, you know, model. 
It, it might not be that exact aircraft. That one might still be sitting in Area 51, but whatever made it might be flying around on the off the coast of L.A. So you think Klaxar's Chevy is got multiple <laughs> yeah. Chevys, and we just happen to catch one Listen, out on the road? All I'm saying is, is that Ford doesn't make one F-150. They make you tens know, of 10, thousands. thousands. Yeah. <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, that's exactly. That's my point, yeah. Which is, a, actually, that's a fairly interesting argument to make, that why is it every time we see an aircraft or UFO sightings, there's always a different descriptor. The way the easiest they all look different. Like not very many of them look the same. The unless they're at way a same, to make they're that. in a pod together. The easiest way to make that would be to mass produce it. That's the cheapest, most cost-effective way to right. Make, but to think make about anything. the lights over Arizona scenario, right? Yeah, that was tens of thousands of lights. Yeah, looking in the similar shape, following a V formation, which, to be honest, was probably the goddamn mothership, and that thing <laughs> was probably massive as fuck. Yeah. So. That would make sense if it was something coming out of something larger, mm. that it would be a micro version. Mm. We're talking about a Tic Tac. Yeah. A rounded, pill-shaped fucking thing, right? Yeah. And then we're talking about saucer plates. And then we're talking about the golden chariots of yore. I mean, there's a lot of descriptors here that with UFO sightings that I, I'm finding inconsistencies in. I agree. That means there has to be so many different companies or makes and models or, out there, right? Well, that's possible. Or there's a lot of these that just aren't credible. But we've already talked about the Bob Lazar story, and I know I flipped you in the last second, but like... I still don't know how I feel about that. I, I know. I, I'm the same way. I like to believe in Bob. We've talked about that. <laughs> a belobber. Yeah. Uh, Paz Lazar. Paz Lazar. But I think that... Uh, you know, there's just things that are adding up, and I believe in aliens for sure. I for sure believe in aliens, and I think Bob Lazar is one of the most interesting cases for UFOs. And then we have this thing, and no, it's not an exact thing like he said, but it's pretty fucking close. And even more importantly, it's flying in the same general way. Now, which again, like I said, that's the biggest thing is that I can't believe there hasn't been a comment made about it's degree of flying it's strange we don't just fly like that no and don't. rockets certainly don't no so that rules out rocket right there yeah rockets fly pretty much and wicked. also and also uh when we saw it on the infrared there's not there's no propulsion coming out of one end and also it actually wasn't even running that hot i mean realistically it wasn't even putting off that much energy well thermal at least it could have been, you know, wildly like radiated or could who be knows. radiated energy. Yeah, but thermal energy was very low. Yeah, it should have been way brighter on that screen. You would think, anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. There's something, and it was the whole item, right? The whole thing was irradiating energy, whatever little amount it was. It was showing up white. And this is the thing: is that this isn't some kid who <laughs> caught this on his iPhone. This is the United States fucking military. This is true. Also, I would probably believe it more if it was a kid on an iPhone. <laughs> of course you would. Why not? Well, what? okay, let me ask you this. Why? Why Why did the military do this? Why would the military do this? Why would the military let that video out before they made the announcement in 2021 that it was actually real? They were using it as a disinformation and distraction, and, obviously. Which but, is obviously possible. Yes, but now, why, now that has been confirmed that... Over 70 years worth of these videos that we've been seeing get leaked, air quotes included, are now real. And the government is saying, well, we really just don't know what it is. 
Well, yeah, that's the important. It's it's important to make that difference because it's not that the government is saying yes, these are real alien spacecraft. They're just saying yes, we can for sure say we have no idea what the fuck this thing is. Like that's an important distinction because some of that can be explained by spycraft. Not all of them, but some of them probably still an could. important announcement though. It is. I agree, and the fact that no one's talking about it, like every. Everybody would have been talking about this. No one's talking about it. But no one's talking about it. It's just like how giraffes don't know sharks exist. Nobody's talking about it. Shut up. What are you talking about? (laughs) You ever seen a giraffe say, oh, fuck, I'm not going near that water. There's sharks. There's sharks in there. (laughs) They know crocodiles exist. Yeah. But that, yeah, they don't know anything about sharks. Man, imagine how mind-blown a fucking giraffe would be if you saw a shark. Imagine how mind-blown a fucking shark would be if it's all giraffe. (laughs) What the fuck is that? It's an elongated land whale. (laughs) There's just, this is a very, very interesting case. Yeah, I agree. So, like, uh, of the many people who have spotted and recorded objects just like Fravor or Princeton or the retired chief of Master of Arms, Sean Cahill, Kyle Hill, Cahill? Kale. Kale. For sure. C-A-H-I-L-L. Oh, I have no idea. No. They all reported seeing what appeared to be another grouping of the objects from the missile cruiser's deck. So, oh, so they were on out, the boat. They were on the ship. Okay. They saw a group of these oh. later who reported seeing what appeared to be another grouping of the objects from the missile cruiser's deck. Now, have they have spoken to journalists. Excuse me. They have spoken to journalists or documentarians. Others have not. Lieutenant Colonel Cheeks, or Kurth, a Marine Hornet Squadron commanding officer who was also asked to intercept or interview. Sorry. Yeah, intercept the Tic Tac. They were asked to intercept it. Like, hey, yo, go fly closer to that thing. Yeah. Uh, Fuck no. (laughs) Still have not done an on-recorded interview. Um, now these, you mean that we last have. four years, no, the main guy who was asked to go intercept it, that video is not available. Oh yeah. That I believe. And the, uh, he has not done a, a recorded interview with anybody. Oh, I bet he did it with the military. We'll just never see that. Oh yeah. Probably. Maybe we should FOIA request that. Oh yeah. They'll hand it right over. <laughs> So uh, four years after the or three years after the sighting, however, Kurth did take a job as a program manager at uh, an advanced aerospace studies group in Las Vegas, whose owner Robert Bigelow has been a well-known private founder of UFO and paranormal research for the dec- past decades. Now, it was during the same period that Bigelow became a military contractor working on the Pentagon's once secret UFO investigation program and the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Programs, mm-hmm. mm. which basically has turned into Air Space One, or for, well, Space Force, whatever the Space fuck it Force is. Space Force. That's all that is. God damn it, Trump. That's all that is. That was a confirmation. We need a Space Force. That means there's space, <laughs> there's space threats. That, well, yeah, there's definitely. But that, that could come from us, too. Like fucking China putting all these goddamn satellites and shit. Dude, imagine this. Satellites are the least of our concern. If you put a satellite up there with just big-ass tungsten needles, I'm talking about like maybe 50 pounds, 
tungsten needles and just drop it from the satellite into the, into orbit, it's going to pierce straight through the atmosphere. And the kinetic energy coming from that alone without propulsion just falling from the Earth fucking wrecked people. You're saying it happened? No, I'm saying it could. Like, that would be... It would be a small damage rate radius, though. Sir, it would... Yeah, it'd be incredibly accurate. Yeah. With minimal, like, uh, collateral damage is the word I'm looking for. Assassination level. Yeah, dude. And that's low tech. That science is pretty smart. That's low tech, dude. But here's the thing. There is thousands upon thousands upon thousands, billions and millions... As Trump would say, of satellites, of satellites and spaceships flying like around we should our have atmosphere. A, it's like we should have a government agency to to t- take a look at all that, right? I think we need to put a big magnet up there <laughs> to suck up all the space debris and junk that's floating around our Earth. We're well because on our way. This is why this is why we don't see aliens anymore. You know why they're like they can't get through. They're like, look at that fucking metal wall of trash. Who wants yeah. to go to this trash planet? Well, even worse is we're actually going to lock ourselves in the in the fucking planet. We're never even no matter how good our space flight gets. We're no, because stopped. every time we get out, we're going to hit a satellite and ship. fucking explode. Yeah, it's going to be bad, bro. Yeah, we need to do something about that. Yeah, we, yeah, someone should. I hey, I came. I up mean, with, it won't be me. I but. came up with an idea for a company that I think I should start. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. So you get a tow truck, right? Oh, and you put Jesus. a giant magnet on the back hook, uh-huh. and then you and you work for the cities and the governments and the roads. And basically, all you do is you drive down the fucking side of the road, and with the big magnet, and pick up all the metal debris and shit off the side of the road. Uh huh. Is that it? Yeah. How do you make money? Well, you can salvage everything. Uh. But more or less, your money's going to come from government contracts. Just because they want you to clean it. To keep the roads clean. Yeah, because the U.S. government's notorious for keeping its uh. Hey, actually, no, metropolitan cities will pay for it. I'm not saying the U.S. government necessarily. Okay. Metropolitan cities, okay. you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, that could be better. That's a better pitch. Yeah. Okay, I see where you're getting at. You think Shark Tank would take it? No. Hmm. You, got to, you got to work on it a little bit more. I need the truck first. You need <laughs> Probably a magnet. Probably a big fuck-off magnet. I was thinking one of those industrial shop floor electromagnetics. But why wouldn't you just go for, like, something... Why wouldn't you just clean up everything on the street? Why only metal stuff? Well, that's the thing. You got the prison industrial complex doing the rest of it. The metal stuff they don't pick up and put in trash bags. You're driven down 64 lately. There's like 300 trash bags on one side of the road. Which one's 64? Okay, what about the Waterson? Which one's the Waterson? I know all of the highways. I just need to know which one's which. I don't know the numbers. Watterson runs the inside loop. Gene Snyder runs the outside, outside loop. loop. 64 yeah, yeah. runs straight down the middle. From Lexington. From Lexington. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew where Gene Snyder... I didn't know Watterson was the inside loop. But I knew... We have, like, a nice little highway system. I don't know it's if you've ever bad. paid attention to it. But it's, it's, until you get downtown. It's, it's got, fucked. like... Yeah, well, obviously. But it's, it's got a nice... It's got, like, a nice inside circle. It's got a nice outside circle for the whole area. And then we've got three that run straight into... It's nice. It's actually... Well, it's almost well thought out up until you get to the downtown, and then it's a nightmare. Yeah, if you're on Waterson going to downtown, like around through the hood. Get bent. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about Commander Dave Fraver because <laughs> we're talking about traffic right now. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> so what did you think of David Fraver's appearance on Joe Rogan? I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. As the Joe Rogan podcast is very hit and miss for me, um, but... uh. When he has a good 
good guess on I enjoyed it. I'm honestly glad Dave went on the show because he nailed every detail. And at the time of the incident, he was essentially... He nailed every detail. What do you mean by that? He nailed every detail of the incident. Like, he very was He was very there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. I'm just saying, you said it like he was, like, he was, like, telling a story, mm. which is concerning. I didn't say that. <laughs> Are you familiar at all with how aircraft carrier operations work? <laughs> yeah, I got it right here in my back pocket, John. Okay, cool. Why don't you pull that laminated piece of pipe out? Probably not, though, I guess. I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about aircraft carriers. You know, so big... usually we fly for about an hour, an hour and a half. We. <laughs> and then land. Uh-huh. That's how it works. Um, then there's usually the next wave of folks that take off and do their missions, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, that day, David Fravor was landing at the same time uh, another pilot was getting his gear on. And uh, they crossed paths just after. Uh, he had seen it, and he really went into what Dave saw specifically, mm-hmm. because they didn't see it. Uh, he didn't see it with his own eyeballs, of course. But uh, this guy said, "I told him the Princeton, uh, the Princeton again, uh, which has got a really good, sophisticated radar. Yeah, it is. Um, is reporting that there's an object out there that they want us to see, if we could find and if we we're able to track it. Well, if it's they, then it's probably." A ship, right? It might be, it might have been the like Princeton a, is probably another ship. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, also, he said uh, that he was very weird. David said he was very weirded out uh, as he banked his F eighteen and in a spiral descent, tracing this object. So that's what we're seeing in the video, but we're not seeing it from third person view, right? Okay, so he's spiraling. So he's banking the oh left bank God. and spiraling like. Just going down. He's hitting some serious G's just trying to keep up with this. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. Dude. Obviously. I Let mean, alone when that thing takes off. Oh, it was gone. Yeah. There's no way he could have kept <laughs> yeah, up with it. The fucking thing was gone. It was just toying with him is <laughs> yeah, what it for was. Real. Yeah. Uh, so the, this Princeton ship, anyway, they were like, so they were going to go out there and tour their designated training areas and go look for it. And they're not exact. He says, we're not necessarily looking for something, but the Princeton had a specific object that they wanted us to hunt, for lack of a better word. And all of a sudden, he got a blip on his radar, the Tic Tac. The term Tic Tac, I actually coined that, says Fravor. <laughs> so anytime you heard the term, it looked like a Tic Tac out there in the sky. That was me. That was me. <laughs> I was the one that kind of coined that. I was the one. Man, this Fravor guy and me would get along great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was named... Uh, was that name based on what you saw with your own eyes or from looking at the screen on the camera? And he said, no, I was more concentrated on looking at the flurry than the actual object. Uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, in the late 1990s, mainly for the detect, the flurry was created in the late 1990s, mainly in detection and identification of tactical tactics targets and delivery of autonomous precision targeting to smart weapons in the mid two thousands, as well as today an alt flur was capable of detecting and tracking targets within a range of 40 nautical miles. So that means if there's somebody running heat or a ship or a campfire and they're doing flyovers, they can see that person from 40 miles away. They can catch that in a dark night. Yeah. It's infrared, right? Not in this. Well, yeah. So it is, 
an optical electric thermal imaging system that was developed. Mm. So thermal imaging. Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly the same as infrared. Infrared is running on a different wavelength. A thermal imaging yeah, that's... is way better. I've seen. I've actually been looking at some new rifle scopes that are um, thermal optics, and they're it's fucking so sick. Cool. So cool. The, they, the guy told me he wants three thousand for it. Yeah, though. they're expensive. Yeah, no shit. But yeah. I hey, I could see somebody's head pop up from like a good two miles away. So uh, anyway, yeah, the floor was able to detect up forty mile range. This uh, object was within twenty miles, but you're not going to see it with your own eyes until probably ten miles. That's pretty big fucking range, by the way. Like, that's... 40 miles is fucking long. That's why we were seeing it so on that camera the way we were, because it was 20 miles away. That's a yeah. long distance. Yeah. That's across the... That's Louisville. Is it really? One side or the other. No, it isn't. Yeah. No way. You go from the west end to the east east end, like uh, Crestwood or whatever, it's at least 20 miles. Really? Yeah. I thought, is it that small? Yes. Dox well, me. Well, I don't know if you know this, but just from here to your place, it's 14 miles. Yeah, we're halfway. So, 23 miles. God bless. Told you. It's not a big city. Nope. Lexington's twice our size, too. And less dense. Mm. A lot less people live in Lexington. Still pretty populated. Anyway. There's no way. What? There's no way Lexington's bigger than us. Yeah. I'm looking at it on a map. There's no fucking way. Where Lexington's actual limits are, one side or the other. Well, sir, from the paddocks to where you live is not the actual limits of Louisville. It is. That's Louisville. No. It's still Louisville. It's still Louisville. The paddocks is still in Louisville, dude. Yes, it is, but it goes further than that. No, it stops when you get to Crestwood. That's Now you're in a different uh Sir, code. Crestwood's all the way over here. I know. So you got a lot of room there. Yeah, so Louisville, the the whole Louisville metro area extends out to a certain point. It depends what you're talking about, when the counties and all that other stuff. I'm talking about Louisville metro, Jefferson County, 23 miles across, at least. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> the thing that stood out to Mr. Fravor was the mo- uh, at most was how erratic it was behaving. Uh, what he means by erratic is that it changes in altitude, airspeed, and aspects were just unlike anything that he has ever encountered before flying against other targets. It was just behaving in ways that aren't physically normal or possible. That's what he caught with his eye. Because aircraft, whether they're manned or unmanned, still have to obey the laws of physics. And they have to have some sort of lift or in propulsion. The Tic Tac was not doing that. It was going from like 50,000 feet to, you know, 100 feet in seconds. No problem. Yeah, which is not possible. It was it was doing that during your engagement too, somebody asked, and he said yes. That was the thing that was most interesting to me and how erratic this thing was. It was obeying physics like a normal object until you would encounter it in the sky or a cruise missile would... It was obeying objects like a normal object that you would encounter in the sky, an aircraft or a cruise missile or some sort of special project that the government didn't tell you about that would have made more sense to me, but it did not. The part that drew our attention was how it wasn't behaving within the normal laws of physics. You're up there flying like, okay, it's not behaving in a manner that's predictable or is normal how flying or objects would physically move. From looking at the video at the time, 
and more recently even, do you get a sense of how much heat this thing was given off? And Fravor would say, well, normally, and I think this is his Joe Rogan thing. Tell me. Uh, well, normally you would see engines emitting a heat plume. This object wasn't doing that. The video shows a source of heat, but the normal signatures of an exhaust plume were not there. As well as there was no sign of propulsion that you cannot see the thing that the fluoropod should pick up 100% of the time. Uh, the source of heat and exhaust that is a normal object that would be flying would have. Yeah, that's what we were saying earlier. Is that there's no, there's no like evident sign of propulsion from this thing. Yep. Uh, its rapid leftward movement towards the end of the video was actually the result of your FA-18 banking to the right and dragging the camera along with it. Uh, we were pointed nose on to it, maybe 10 to 20 degrees of azimuth. So it was a combination of that thing taking off and the fighter having actually, to disengage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. So ergo, when the object kind of darts away to the left, I was not aggressively maneuvering the aircraft in a manner that would make the flare pod uh, would do that. But look at, but look at that point, I did not actually see the object aggressively accelerate to the left as the video shows to actually prove that. So that's been discontinued. So that's cool. Interesting. Basically, this is just transcripting the rest of these. Uh, the Joe Rogan interview. Yeah, we don't need to go through all that. They can listen to it if they want to. I would say do so, please. It's an interesting hearing one. from the horse's mouth is. Yeah, yeah the, the horse's mouth. Horse's mouth. We just had Derby. <laughs> yeah. And we can say that because we're from here. Yeah. You motherfuckers that came in for just that one weekend don't get to say that shit. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> no, thank you for coming to our city and enjoying our <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> I mean, sure. Please continue to uh, to pump some money into our uh, small local economy. Just tip your fucking waiters and servers and please. bartenders. And tip the goddamn cooks, please. Uh, please. You're coming here and you're spending thousands of dollars to get here from whatever fuck asshole pit of a country you come from. If you and you don't country, tip nobody. Country. <laughs> it's probably mostly people from America. Country, county, whatever. You know what I'm saying. From your whatever. Try, to, try to shop local. That way, you know, we can keep the money in Louisville instead of <laughs> shipping it off somewhere else. Yeah, buy your derby outfit here, not in fucking Yeah, that'd Amazon. be nice. Yeah. It'd be great if you could. Go to Bar Sun Row. There's plenty of great hatteries. <laughs> And haberdashes. Oh no! Go to the <laughs> stop. Well, this is just taking a really weird turn. What do you think, Devin? Is it an alien? Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. But boy, everything in my gut tells me it is. Probably. I think this is the closest thing that we have to like a confirmed extraterrestrial being being on Earth. I think so. Yeah. And I don't know how exactly it ties in with Easter Island. I just know it does. And I don't know exactly how it ties into Bob Lazar. I just know it does. I can't say any more until I talk to Commander Fravor. Yeah, hopefully he reaches back out to us. Um, That'd be great. Can I also somebody give me a phone number for him? That'd be great. Bro, let's just take a bottle of whiskey. Let's sit the figure fuck down and figure this shit out. We can do it. I tell you. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. All we need is 12 hours, no sleep. I don't have it ready. I don't know it. 
I think I know it by heart. I'm gonna try it. No, you don't. Let me try it. It's actually still it. It'll be all right. It's like one scroll away. We've said it 47 times. Okay, go ahead. Try. My phone's up there. Go ahead, try. I don't want to move it. Okay, do you not have a? This has been Wolf takes a bite out of the Tic Tac and Commander David Fraser. Um, as always, you can find me on all social media platforms at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod and on Twitter, Wolf Takes Bite One. <laughs> Wait, you couldn't get Wolf Takes a Bite Pod on Twitter? No. Really? I'd be interested to find that out. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And if you're dying to hear us cover a topic, you can just comment below. And of course, this episode is brought, brought to, to you by Gray Man Media, where you can find all amazing merch at greenmanmediaco.com. That's right, John. And if you're interested in starting your own podcast, you can use the link below to start a podcast with Transistor. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. Yeah. And as always, I love you guys. <laughs> Question everything, and we'll see you on the next one. We did that without a script. Or at least John did. Ah, I told you I got this. Thanks for listening. Bye.